Coming up this time, remembering Cluffy's priceless advice for a young striker. Get your foot on the ball. Hold the ball up. You're a centre forward. Don't give it away. Don't flick it left and right. That was the only thing he ever said. Get your foot on the ball and hold the ball up. He'll let you get on with the game. If he thought you could play the game, he might just give you a small tip himself that he was a centre forward. Or he might confirm something that's the way you're playing and he'll say, I used to do that young man. He kept it very simple. All these years later, there's the special bond between Cluffy's miracle men. Well, we're very tight, very close. Wherever we go, we're always trying to get together. And even if we haven't seen each other for two years, it's still like you've never been away when we, you know, when we're all, all together at some sort of event or whatever. So, of course, you know, winning all those trophies, it does bond a group of people together even more. All the lads I worked with are still my friends. And I never picked up a paper and read where Cluffy was this and Cluffy was that. Nobody ever gives me any stick. They couldn't, because I was their best friend as well. He'd never say you'd play well. He'd say, young man, you're a credit to the game. And he'd say to me, I wouldn't know a centre forward if he was standing right in front of me. So I think that was a little bit of admitting that uh, he may have made a mistake in the early years. Plus how Cluffy's prediction against all the odds came true in Cologne. It was 3-3 and um, he said afterwards, and I think he said to the whole press, if anyone thinks we're out of this game, you know, they've got another thing coming, right? We could actually go there and win. And that's, of course, what we did. And the team talk was pretty simple. He said, we go there, we keep it nice and tight as normal. It's going to be sold out. They're expecting to go to the final. Um, we will come in at half time. 20 minutes the second half, we'll go 1-0 up. If we get other chances, we'll try and take them. But if not, we'll just close the shop and we'll get back on the coach and fly back to England. Of course, it all happened like that. Yeah. He predicted it and he said it before the game as well, yeah? So, yeah, yeah unbelievable. You'd be amazed how many people don't say what they think. I used to say, hey, just a minute, see that ball? Is there any chance of anybody getting it? Yes, my guest today is a striker who proved Cluffy wrong after he was loaned out to Lincoln and Doncaster before those trophy-winning glory days. Still very much involved in the game, working with a sports TV streaming service, it's a warm welcome to Tony Woodcock. Thanks for joining us today. My pleasure. Nice to be with you. Thank you. Uh, and as I mentioned, you were originally sent out on loan by Cluffy. Um, how close were you from, from signing for, for Lincoln and Graham Taylor? Um, well, very close. Whether it was Lincoln or one of the other lower division clubs who were showing interest in me in that time, after a month's loan period with Lincoln, uh, Lincoln City and Graham Taylor, yes. I was very close. I thought uh, I hadn't got any future at all with Nottingham Forest. I'd been out, thrown out of Mr. Clough's office about two or three times and, uh, you know, went back after my loan spells and had another chat with him and um, said I wanted to play at centre forward. He said, what are you going to do there, young man? I said, I'll score goals. He said, good answer. And he threw me out again. But yeah. a week later, I was in the team and, as they say, I played up front with Peter with and we struck, struck a nice partnership off and um, stayed there ever since for the next few years, yeah. How important was, was that partnership with Peter With Because you obviously were playing together initially in the Anglo-Scottish Cup, which you actually went on to win. Um, well, every partnership's, you know, well, it's a team game, so you're team players. So if you play with good players, it's really easy to, to strike up partnerships, yeah? Yes. Um, you know, if particularly if the players, you know, are looking at the bigger picture of the team, what's the best for the team? So with Peter, it wasn't uh, wasn't a problem whatsoever. He's an intelligent footballer. He's a good footballer. He gave everything. 
um, you know, it was easy for me being, you know, a younger player coming through at the time where he was, you know, sort of guiding me through. So it wasn't uh, a problem whatsoever. And I've, I've noticed that throughout a long career, when you play with good good players who understand the game, it's, it's quite easy to form, you know, a nice partnership with any anyone who you play alongside. Did Cluffy ever give you any specific advice be- before a match or, or just in general? Get your foot on the ball. Hold the ball up. You're a centre forward. Don't yeah. give it away. Don't flick it left and right. You know, your midfield need you to hold the ball. You need us to come up to you. That was the only thing he ever said. Get your foot on the ball and hold the ball up. Which, if you look at today's modern game, uh, there's not much of that about it. In fact, he doesn't go forward that much, to be quite honest. So, um, yeah, um, he let you get on with the game. If he thought you could play the game, he might just give you a small tip himself that he was a centre forward. Or he might confirm something that's the way you're playing. And he'll say, I used to do that, young man. Uh, I used to like playing that way as well. Or I used to do this when the ball came to me. Just little things like that. But nothing uh, nothing um, out of this world or something you'd go, wow, that was you know, a fantastic piece of information. Uh, it kept, he kept it very simple. Yes. yeah. You mentioned that in the early days you, you were thrown out of his office a couple of times. W- was it a sense of being fearful of him or was it sort of, you know, you wanted to prove him wrong? Well, you're playing football, for, you play football for yourself, right? You know, proving anyone wrong. You, that, that can't be the mo- motivation to, to prove someone wrong. You've got to play to your ability and give everything right and show you can play the game mm. you know i don't think it's a case of proving someone wrong at that time uh, i found out after many many years that a lot of people were pushing me to get me in the first team and wanting me to play and he for some reason didn't fancy it or didn't want it and in the end uh, because i thought i would didn't have any future at nottingham forest and i'd be playing somewhere else i went out sort of you know playing very free and playing the game thinking it doesn't matter what he thinks about me. I'll be playing somewhere else soon, right? Someone else who appreciates uh, uh, the way I play, yeah? Slowly, it well, it, well, not slowly, quickly, slowly at the start, but then it turned around very quickly indeed, yeah? Mm-hmm. And he used to say to me afterwards, uh, he'd never say you'd play well. He'd say, young man, you're a credit to the game. And he'd say to me, I wouldn't know a centre forward if he was standing right in front of me. So I think that was a little bit of admitting that uh, he may have made a mistake in the early years. Oh, yeah. Well, as a, as a Forest fan um, in 77, I, I, I really enjoyed watching you in, in those glory days and, and your pace and skill uh, was so exciting to watch. I, I remember in the, in the famous victory at home to Liverpool in the European Cup, I, I think Cluffy did give you some instructions beforehand, which, which paid dividends. Well, the only, yeah, as far as I can remember, the only one occasion he actually, he says, listen, you know, you know, I'm, I'm as a, as a centre forward or as a striker, I've got to, you know, I could roam around him. It was pretty free. Yeah, I could go in the middle, down the left, down the right. So wherever the ball was and where I was moving. But he did say before the game, you know, listen, just, just, you know, they're expecting you to be doing that. Just stick a little bit more onto the right hand side if you can. Right. Yeah. That's all he said. You know, just stick a little bit more to the right hand side. I think where you're coming from now is that, um, yeah. you know, it was a little side pass from the right to Gary Bertels and then, a, 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 you know, a cushion header back to Colin Barrett, both in that sort of, you know, half right position on the field. Yeah. Yes. So, um, you know, when Mr. Clough said something, it normally always worked anyway. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, he was a good. And also he, he was able to make tremendous predictions as well when he played Cologne in the European Cup semi-final, 3-3 in the, in the home leg. And he said, I think he predicted to you that, that there'd be one goal in it. And it, that was the case. 
Well, it wasn't just to me. I think, you know, we drew 3-3 against mm. Cologne at the city ground. And it's very, it wasn't like Nottingham Forest in those days to concede three goals. But I think, uh, was it, I think Archie got in, injured and we had to shuffle the whole team round with Ian Bowie and Frank Clark, I believe, you know, moving around. And that just knocked us back a little bit. I mean, said that, Cologne were a very, very good team, you know, and they took advantage of it. And the, the playing on the mud didn't bother them whatsoever. So uh, it was 3-3. And um, he said afterwards, and I think he said to the whole press, if anyone thinks we're out of this game, you know, they've got another thing coming, right? We could actually go there and win. And that's, of course, what we did. And the team talk was pretty simple. He said, we go there, we keep it nice and tight as normal. It's going to be sold out. They're expecting to go to the final. Um, we will come in at half time, 20 minutes the second half. We'll go one nil up. If we get other chances, we'll try and take them. But if not, we'll just close the shop. And we'll get back on the coach and fly back to England. Of course, it all happened like that. Yeah, and he predicted, it, and he said it before the game as well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, unbelievable. You left to join Cologne at the end of '79, uh, having obviously won the European Cup. How much did Cluffy try to persuade you to stay? Well, he wanted me to stay, but you know, it was all you know, it was, it was in my head to, to go and play abroad as well at some time. Um, it was, you know, it was either Spain, Italy, or Germany. But uh, Germany seemed to have the best players playing in Europe at the time, and and possibly the best league in the Bundesliga. And of course, Kevin had been there and been a success. So I was speaking to Kevin Keegan as well. Yes. Um, so, yeah, you know, we had a chat. You know, they asked about contracts, and of course, money's part of the game, even in those days, right? Yeah. And I'd been offered yeah. a really good contract, and. He said, what do you want to stay at Nottingham Forest? And I told him, he said, no, no, we, you know, no one's going to pay those those sort of contracts. Uh, and that was it. You know, it was, it was done and dusted because that was it then, right? But then after it was all pre-contract signed and everything was, um, you know, agreed, mm. he asked me out for lunch and he just said, oh, that contract you wanted, you know, a couple of months ago or whatever. He said, you've got it if you want it. But of course, it was too late then, yeah? Yeah. And it was the best thing for me to go anyway. There's no, I, I would have still refused it uh, then, but it was just a, a case of, of you know, being respectful to Nottingham Forest and saying, well, for us to actually think about staying, we've got to be looking at these financial terms, yeah. which they said no, and then they said yes, but it was way too late by then. Well, you're still involved in, in the game now, uh, of course, and the sports streaming site, 360 Sports TV, which is showing the Masters Football Six-A-Side tournament this year with some footballing legends. Um, how has that all come about? Well, to be quite honest, I'm not involved in Masters Football. I'm involved with the 360 Sports TV uh subscription video on demand platform yes the new platform that's coming out which is all sports documentaries so apart from the sporting documentaries that get bought in we make our own films as well right so there's some fantastic sports documentaries and for a lot of producers who can't get onto netflix and amazon you know we're giving them a platform so these sports documentaries are really good family entertainment because it's showing well, it's showing, you know, diversity, it's showing motivational stuff, it's showing that, you know, how to win and how to lose. Mm. We can all win and we all love winning, but sometimes you have to lose with a little bit of dignity and the right way to lose things. So there's some unbelievable sporting documentaries that, you know, is really, really good entertainment. And in fact, from the 360 originals, there will be one coming out uh, in the next two or three months, which is called Local Heroes, which is a, a film about... Vivance and Gary Birdles and myself, ah. as we've just said, that 
anyone winning the Champions League this day and age, you're lucky if you've got three players from one country. When we won the Champions League twice, we had three guys all from Nottingham. Yes. Yeah? So we go back to Nottingham. Where did it all start? Gary's from Long Eaton. Yeah. Bit from Clifton. I'm from Eastwood. What was the economy like? What was it like in Nottingham? How did Nottingham Forest lift the spirits? How did we start? How do we get on with our mates? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Yeah. Yeah. We all played in the Young Elizabethan League as a young age, so it's going back to the roots. So that will be on the 360 platform as well, which will be in the next two or three months, I think. And I think it may come out in May. Oh, great. But yeah. but what we've done as well, we've actually um, we've got the rights to live. Masters football, yes, which uh, obviously um, is a big thing with all football fans. And as you know, that it's going to be in July in the Brayhead Arena in Glasgow, and it's going to be between Glasgow Celtic, Glasgow Rangers, Manchester United, and Liverpool. Yeah. So four iconic teams, two great rivalries in world football. Um, it's going to be a sellout crowd, I'm sure. It's going to be a fantastic atmosphere, and you'll be able to watch it live. Not only this, but probably previews, etc., and after the event, all on the 360 Sports TV platform. The programme you mentioned with uh, Bertels and, uh, and, and Viv as yeah. well, it really emphasises, I think, that there was a family feel about the club then. Uh, and even when you meet up now, it's, it must still feel like a family. Well, we're very tight, very close. You know, the, the so-called miracle men. You know, it's about 18 mm. of us, right? And wherever we go, we're always trying to get together. And even if we haven't seen each other for two years, it's still like you've never been away when we, you know, when we're all, all together at some sort of event or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. And, of course, you know, winning all those trophies, it does, you know, bond a group of people together even more. But I think the way that Nottingham Forest played in those days, the characters they got in the team, and let's be honest, it's a fairy tale footballing story, you know, coming from mid table in the first division then, was it? No, not the first division, the second, second division, division, which is the yeah. champ- championship now. Yeah. It's never going to re- be repeated if you quite, you know, if you look at it, where you just scrape in by the skin of your teeth into the big league and then you're champions and then you're European champions. Then there's a couple of league cups and charity shields <laughs> and, you know, it just goes on. Yeah. And all the individual awards that the lads won as well, right? So yes. it's a footballing fairy fairy tale that it's it's gonna be really difficult to, to yeah. eclipse in this yeah. day and age. Yeah. yeah. One minute you're loaned out to the fourth division and then soon afterwards you're young player of the year. It must have been absolutely amazing for you personally. Yeah, but as I say, yeah, mm. all the football pitches are mm. roughly the same size, right? It's 11 against 11 mm. and um, you've got to get on there. You've got to perform and, you know, show what you can do and give everything. Yeah. And this yeah. is one of the things about Nottingham Forest, that the team I played in there, that it didn't matter if you want to play nice football, we could play it. If yeah. you wanted to get a little bit rough, we got we could rough it as well. <laughs> you want to play on mud, we could play on mud. You want to play on ice, we'll play on ice. <laughs> this was a beauty about Nottingham Forest. Of course, we would have loved to have played on the pitches that you've got today, mm. right? Because we were a footballing team. But having said that, you know we could you know we could close ranks and and and, and battle with it for each other, you know. Um, as good as anyone, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there, there are details of 360 Sports TV on the show notes for this episode. But just before you go, Tony, I've got a page here from Shoot Magazine, 1978. A player yes. profile on you. There's a big picture of you in your forest kit and, and question, yeah. question and answers down the side. Things like best country visited, your favourite singers, um, and favourite food. What do you think your answer was to that back in 78? 
Roast beef. Almost steak. Yes. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> everyone in those days, right? Ste- yeah. Steak and chips, I guess. Yes. And and, and favourite singers? I don't know whether your t- taste has changed after all these years. Rolling Stones. Yes. And 10cc. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> Stones are still there. They're the ones that have gone. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Well, Tony Woodcock, it's been a pleasure talking to you today and recalling those great memories. Thanks very much. Okay. Thanks. It's a pleasure. Thank you. And thanks again to you for listening. There's more information about the streaming service 360 Sports TV in the show notes for this episode. Don't forget to check out all the other episodes in the Green Jumper catalogue. And if you have any Cluffy stories to share, just drop me a line. It's youngman at brianclough.com. I hope you can join me next time for more memories of the great man in the Green Jumper. <laughs> <laughs>